As I was praying a moment ago, I made mention of the title of my message, You're Going to Have to Get Mad. And I didn't say mean, I said mad. Let me help you understand what I'm talking about. I believe that there's a lot of people that are in dire need of a breakthrough. And a fundamental criterion of breakthrough, though, is that you get in alignment with God's spiritual principles, that you get in alignment with his plans, his guidelines, his rules, if you will, about breakthrough. And I believe that sometimes if you're going to get a breakthrough, you're going to need to get mad about the trouble that you're facing. Uh, you're going to need, and in fact, I would even go as far to say that if you don't get mad enough to do something about it, you're not going to get your breakthrough. Uh, we're going to revisit Second uh, Samuel, the chapter and verse that I utilized last week, chapter 5, verse 17 through 22. And of course, uh, just pause for a second. You know we don't, we're not able to hand, do the handouts here, uh, have a pen and paper. I've still got uh, my uh, bullet points for the handout that we use in our life groups. Many of our life groups are, are closed down right now due to coronavirus. We may have one that's still active, but nonetheless, we can continue this process. So get a pen and paper and be ready to write it down. It'll be up on the screen as well. But let's read 2 Samuel chapter 5, and I'm going to read verses 17 through 20, I believe it is. Yes, that's where I'm at. Um, Maybe I'll even read through to 22. Are you there? 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 17. And I'm reading from the New American Standard Bible. When the Philistines heard that they had anointed David king over Israel. Now a little bit of this will be a quick review. Remember, the Philistines, when they heard David was anointed, they came against him. It says, and all the Philistines went out to seek David. And when David heard of it, he went down to the stronghold. You see, when you're operating in the things of God, the enemy wants to kill, steal, and, 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 and destroy the anointing that is upon your life. But David went down to the stronghold. In fact, I think that's number one on your papers. When you're moving forward in the spirit, you will face supernatural resistance. You can count on that. That's one of the reasons Resurrection Life Church is facing supernatural resistance right now. Because we are a Holy Spirit-filled church moving forward in the Spirit, doing the things of God, doing the work of God, involved in the move of God and, 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 and exposing the enemy for who he is, that he's not happy about it. But I tell you what, we win. He loses we win because Christ won, and because of that, Satan loses. Can you say amen? Praise God. Now, notice that David went down to the stronghold. He went down to the place of strength, the place where he could get alone with God, the place where he could hear from God and get a plan. And verse 18, now the Philistines came and spread themselves out in the valley of Rephaim. Remember I talked last week that uh, the enemy won't come at you just one way. He'll surround you. And he will come at you from many ways. It may look like you're surrounded, but you're surrounded by God Almighty. Praise God. Hallelujah. Verse 19, then David inquired of the Lord. What? Then David sought God. Then David ran after God. Then David clung to God. 
with all of his might and with all of his heart. He went to the stronghold. He was anointed. The enemy came and surrounded him. David went to the place of strength and got on his face before God. He inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you give them into my hand? And the Lord said to David, Go up, for I will certainly give the Philistines into your hand. So David came to Baal Perizim. This is an important word. I'm going to share it with you in a minute uh, what this word means, Baal, per- Baal Perizim. And he defeated them there, and he said, The Lord has broken through. Say, the Lord has broken through. The Lord has broken through my enemies before me like the breakthrough of waters. Therefore, he named the place Baal Perizim. You know, it's like the, uh, the law of gravity. If, when you're operating in the anointing of the Lord, when you're moving forward in the move of God, when you're aggressive in the work of God, you can expect the enemy to resist you to come against you. I don't find it as any surprise. You shouldn't be surprised. In fact, Jesus one time said that woe to you meant when all men speak well of you. <laughs> you know, when everything's hunky-dory and peaches and cream and everybody's just praising everything that we're doing around here, that's really when I'm looking over my shoulder because the enemy's about to come on the attack. The problem is, is that when we remain passive, In a mental battle with Satan, he will always get the upper hand. He will always get the strong arm against us. But when you get aggressive, it's time to be aggressive. When you get aggressive in standing against Satan, you can have the victory. But you're going to have to get aggressive. You may have to get mad about your situation. James chapter 4, verse 7 in the Passion Translation says, So then, surrender to God. Stand up to the devil. Did you hear me, friends? Stand up to the devil. Don't run from him. Don't cower down before him. Don't play mental games with him. Stand up to him and resist him. How do you resist him? By the spoken word of God. Stand up to the devil and resist him, and he will Turn and run away from you. I like that imagery. I like that imagery of the devil running away from me, not running after me. But I need to stand up. That means I need to get firm. I need to get aggressive. I might even need to get mad about this situation. And I need to resist the devil, to come against the devil, not in my own power, but through the power of the written, spoken word. And the Bible says he will turn and run away from you. Praise God. In 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 19, I want us to notice something here. It says, David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up to the Philistines? Will you give them into my hand? And the Lord said to David, Go up, for I will certainly give the Philistines into your hand. David sought God. He was clinging to God. He already, this is key, y'all. He already had his mind made up that he couldn't go forward without God. 
He had already made a decision. I can't win this battle. I'm not going to get any progress whatsoever without God on my side and without God with me. And that's number two on your handout. You can get it right here. We are going to have to make up our minds that we cannot win without God. We have to make up our minds. You're not going to do this on your own resistance. You're not going to do this on your own resolve. Just grit my teeth and work my way through it. No, you're going to need to get, make up your mind right now. I am not going to win this battle without God. Problem is, is too often we make decisions in life uh, without first consulting God, without first going to the stronghold without first seeking him. We go forward making financial decisions. We make decisions about employment, decisions to move, decisions to attend a different church, decisions about vaccination or whatever it may be without first going to the stronghold to be alone with Father God to let him know, Father, I know I cannot make this without you. I need your direction and your strength. We need to go to the place of strength so that we can hear for, uh, what God has to say about the situation. We make life-changing decisions before getting before God, before opening up our heart and praying and waiting on him and listening to what he has to say and depending upon him and, and obeying him. Instead, we go about life living in the moment from one thing to the next, living in the flesh, making unwise decision after unwise decision without first going to the stronghold to inquire of the Lord, to get with God, to get alone with God. At least David had the wisdom to not go into battle without first going into the stronghold. Are you listening to me, beloved? you got to make up your mind, I can't win this battle without God. You may feel like you're surrounded, but you're surrounded by God, but you're going to need to go to the stronghold to spend time with the Father to get that feeling inside and to seek direction from God about what you need to do next. Diane and I never make any life-changing decisions without first spending a lot of time in the stronghold. David was successful. He was successful because he ran to God for wisdom and ran to God for direction before going off half-cocked on his own, okay? Uh, now, on a personal note, I've been broken enough in my own life to know that unless God is with you, I don't want to go. Unless God is with me, I don't want to go. I remember a time many, many years ago uh, when I was uh, getting ready to leave Louisiana, and I was uh, attending a church down there, uh, Alexandria uh, uh, Pentecostal Church, and I went to the pastor to ask him his opinion about whether or not I should leave and go to uh, come to, I think I went to Pennsylvania, was where I was going to go. And I went and visited the pastor, and he looked me square in the eye, and he said, Rick, no, you're not ready. Guess who I listened to? Me. I listened to me and decided not to listen to him. Oh, I went to the stronghold and I heard from the man of God, but I'd already made up a I probably, I'm sure I already made my mind up. It didn't matter what he says because I'm not going to obey the Lord. I'm not going to listen to my spiritual leader. And the Lord came after me time and time again trying to get me to change my mind. I remember I rented a U-Haul trailer to put all my stuff in, or actually a U-Haul truck. 
I didn't get five miles out of town and that truck broke down. I'm not kidding. I sat on the side of the road, called U-Haul, and they came, brought me another truck. I had problem after problem after problem. And I finally got to Pennsylvania. Within six months, I lost everything. I came to Michigan. Y'all have heard the story about me coming to Michigan in a brown and orange pinto with the passenger door caved in and that door held closed by a rope that was hung from the doorknob to the emergency brake. Boy, there's a good picture for you. I went from having just about everything to literally having nothing and being basically homeless because I did not listen to the Lord. I did not listen to my spiritual leader. I did not go into the stronghold with the intent to hear and obey. Let me give you another uh, illustration. When we were pastoring up in West Branch, I had this wonderful sister, beautiful young lady, and uh, she was at our church. She was on the praise team, and she was just very involved. Loved the Lord like crazy, but she had two goals in mind. One was a man, <laughs> and the other was to go to China and be a missionary. And she was constantly coming into my office. Pastor, I, I'm looking for a man. I need, I need to get a man. Can you agree with me in prayer? And I want to go to China. I, need, I, need, I want to be a missionary. And, and I can't tell you how many times I told her, you're not ready yet. You're not ready. And I, have I heard those words before? I remember in, in Louisiana, I heard those. No, you're not ready yet. Well, this sister listened. Are you hearing me? See, I didn't listen and I went through nothing but trouble. I was broken because I did not listen. So I said, no, you're not ready. Okay. Uh, a month later, she's back in my office again. I really, I got, I really want to go to China. I feel like God's calling me to go to China. I think I want to go to China and be a missionary. And I need a man. And, I and on both accounts, I would look at her and say, you're not ready. Now listen, this went on for four or five, six years. I'm not exaggerating. And this young woman listened to me every single time. Guess what God did? God opened a door. <laughs> God opened a door for her to go be a missionary in China. And she went to be a missionary in China and found her husband in China. She's now a happily married woman, a missionary in China. It's one of the beautiful things. Listen, when you will listen to God, when you will go to the stronghold and seek God's direction about what your next move is supposed to be and have the intent to listen to what he's saying and obey his words, you will find success in life. I wish somebody would praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let me get a little bit deeper here in 2 Samuel chapter 5. I'm going to read the second half of verse 19 and verse 20. <coughs> Excuse me. The Lord said to David, go up. In other words, go. For I will certainly give the Philistines into your hand. So David came to Baal, Perazim, and defeated them there. And he said... The Lord has broken through my enemies and before me like the breakthrough of waters. Therefore, he named the place Baal Perazim. David has a breakthrough of victory. 
And he names the place of the breakthrough, the place of the victory, Baal Perazim. You know what that word means? It means master of breakthrough. Are you hearing me, beloved? He named the place of his victory, master of breakthrough. Guess who he gave the glory to? The master of breakthrough, God Almighty. Now, I want us to go a little deeper for a minute. Let's parallel this scripture in, in Chronicles where there is a parallel account of the same story, because, but it has one small addition that's important for you to get this morning. It's in 1 Chronicles chapter 14. There we go. 1 Chronicles chapter 14. I'm going to read verses 8 through 11. Again, this is a, a parallel uh, account of the exact same story in a different book. Verse 8 of chapter 14, 1 Chronicles. First Chronicles. When the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over all Israel, all the Philistines went up in search of David, and David heard, at, heard, it, heard of it and went out against them. Now the Philistines have, had come and made a raid in the valley of Rephaim. David inquired of God, saying, Shall I go up against the Philistines, and will you give them into my hand? Then the Lord said, Go up, for I will give them into your hand. Now, so they came up to Baal Perazim, and David defeated them. Are you ready? And David said, God has broken through my enemies. Are you ready? By my hand. The breakthrough of waters. Like a breakthrough of waters, therefore named the place Baal Perazim, master of breakthrough. But did you note that the, it didn't just say that where God said, I will give them into your hand. David said, God has broke, listen, you all got to get this. You need to mark this out. God has broken through my enemies by my hand. David is saying by David's hand. This is a powerful lesson here. David said, God has broken through my enemies by my hand. What's the point? The point is this, is that David, excuse me, God didn't just defeat the Philistines for David. He, he defeated the Philistines through David. Are you hearing me, beloved? <clears throat> he defeated them through David. David had to be a participant in the breakthrough. He had to get involved in the miracle. God didn't do it for him. God did it through him. Too many of God's people are sitting around waiting for God to win all their battles. And this is number three. God isn't going to win your battles apart from you. He's going to win your battles through you. Are you hearing me? You may just have to get mad about your situation. You may just have to get aggressive against the enemy. You might have to start quoting some scripture against the enemy. Oh, dear heavens, you might have to go to your prayer room. The stronghold. <clears throat> we have to get aggressive. We have to go on the attack. We have to get mad enough to stand up, push back against the enemy. And when we do... When we get in motion, that's what I preached about last week. When we get in motion, when we get in motion, let me say it again. 
When we get in motion, God moves on our behalf. You've got to do something. You've got to take authority over this. Let me share with you a silly little limerick that I wrote when I was writing this message. You got to get mad in order to get glad. And if you don't get mad, you'll probably get had. And if you've been had, you'll be sad when you realize that all you needed to do was get mad. I don't know about you, but I'm pretty mad. I'm mad that the enemy is, is trying to destroy people's lives. I'm mad that the enemy has got my good, beloved brother Larry down in a hospital in Kentucky. I'm mad about the fact that the enemy is seeming to have a success and there, there's no congregation sitting in this room right now. I'm mad about the fact that we're not going to be able to have a live in-person service on Mother's Day next week. And I'm mad enough to stand up get with God, go to the stronghold, and watch God come through on my behalf through me and through you. He's not going to win this battle apart from us. He's going to win this battle through us. I wish somebody get aggressive. I wish somebody get a little ticked off at the enemy. I wish somebody would be willing to stand with me in this battle against the enemy and say, no more in Jesus' name. Did you get it? David said, God has broken through my enemies by my hand like the breakthrough of waters. Therefore, he called the place the master of breakthrough. We need to get mad at the devil. Quit sitting around on your Christian rusty dusty. Get mad at the devil. You got a friend or a family member who's sick with COVID. You got a friend or a family member, or maybe yourself, who's lost a loved one due to this insidious disease. And this is a demonic spirit of infirmity that's trying to ravage the church, ravage God's people, and ravage the globe. I'm sick and tired of him stealing, killing, and destroying my joy, and I'm mad about it. I'm sick and tired of him stealing, killing, and destroying my health, and I'm mad about it. I'm not mad at you. <laughs> I'm mad at the devil. And I'm ready to go to battle. But I know how I win my battles. And it's through the stronghold, getting alone with God, getting surrounded by God, because God is going to make a breakthrough on my behalf and on your behalf like a breakthrough of water. The master of breakthrough is going to come through on your behalf if you'll just get mad enough to stand up against the devil. Hallelujah. I'm mad. And I'm sick and tired of state, Satan trying to steal, kill, and destroy the good people of God. I've had it. Every day, I get another call about one more person sick. I'm not kidding you. Practically every single day. And I'm, 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 I'm upset about it. Not about getting the calls, about what Satan is doing. I'm fed up and I've had enough of him trying to steal, kill, and destroy the Lord's church. John chapter 10, verse 10. 
In the Passion Translation says this, a thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal, slaughter, and destroy. But look at verse 11. But I have come to give you everything in abundance more than you expect. Life in its fullest until it overflows. Like a water of breakthrough. <laughs> Hallelujah. Number four on your, uh, for your handout is God is the master of breakthrough. We are his sons and his daughters, and we have an inheritance in Christ. I want to close with this in mind. He is the master of breakthrough. The enemy will come against you, and he's coming against you because you're anointed of the Lord, because you're connected to a church that's in the move and the work of God and not afraid to call the devil out. And not afraid to stand up for the truth of the word of God. Not watering anything down. And he doesn't like that. But God is the master of breakthrough. But you and I, we are his sons and daughters. And we have an inheritance in Christ. Romans chapter 8, verse 17, and I want to use the, the Passion Translation again, just so beautifully put. Since we are his children. Stop for a minute. Just, just look, put your hand on yourself right there on your, on your, over your heart and say, I am a child of God. Since we are his true children, we qualify to share all his treasures for indeed, we are heirs of God himself, and since we are joined to Christ, we also inherit all that he has and uh, all that he is and all that he has. Jesus is not just my Savior and my God and my friend because he calls me friend. He's my brother. And I share in an inheritance, joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Praise God. As I close, beloved, the devil's, I don't mean to give you some negative news, but the devil's not going to go away until he is chained by Christ himself and thrown into the pits of hell. He's going to continue to wage war. He's going to continue to try to take out people. He's not going to be able to take out those that get mad about it, though, that are willing to stand up and resist the devil, stand against him with the spoken word of Almighty God. He's not going to leave you alone until you make him leave you alone. He's not going to go away until you make him go away. He can't handle being around Holy Ghost filled people who know the truth and believe it and speak it. Oh, he'll still attack you, but you will constantly see him running from you. You will constantly see him turn away and run from you if you'll resist him. The first part of resisting him, though, is to submit yourself, therefore, unto God. Go to the stronghold. Get a dose of peace. <coughs> Excuse me. Get a dose of hope. Get strengthened in the Lord. Get a plan from the Lord. Hear from God. Yes. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Preaching my voice away this morning. 
When you get mad enough, when you make a choice to break off of that fear, when you make a decision to fight the fight of faith aggressively, God's children have been fighting the fight of faith passively. You can't win a war and be a passive Christian. War is not passive. War is violent. Okay? You can't be passive and be a soldier in the war against the enemy. We have to make a decision to fight this fight of faith aggressively. I'm getting more aggressive than I've ever been in my fight of faith against the Lord. Not just for this church. Not just for you, beloved. But for my own family. As I watched our good brother Jason change addresses from earth to heaven. What a loss. Sweet, beloved brother Larry. I pray he makes it. I'm still believing. I'm clinging to hope. I'm clinging to God on Larry's behalf. He has about a 10% chance to survive after intubation. But that gives God 90% opportunity to break through like waters. Come on, somebody. Amen. But you got to get mad about it. My wife can tell you, I've had tears of sorrow. I've had tears of grief. And I've had tears of anger. When you get mad enough, when you make a choice to break off that fear, when you make a decision to fight the fight of faith aggressively, guess what happens? You connect yourself to the master of breakthrough. And you will win battle after battle after battle after battle. Ain't it time to start winning consistently instead of losing? Huh? Isn't it time for us to begin to win these battles consistently over and over and over and over again instead of losing over and over and over again? Win one, lose, 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 win one, lose. How about the other way around? Not going to happen unless you get mad about it. So you're going to have to get mad at the enemy. If you can believe it and receive it, would you give the Lord a praise in the house today? <clears throat> Beloved, I pray that you have been blessed this morning. It has been my honor and blessing to stand before you and to deliver the word of God to you. If you accepted Christ in this service today, I want you to call in. In fact, if you have never accepted Christ, I want to give you the opportunity right now to say, I need to connect to the master of breakthrough. I want to become a true believer of Jesus Christ. I'm going to pray with you here in just a minute. And if you said this prayer with me, believing in your heart, then you'll be saved today. But I'd love to know about it. I'd love you to call in or message us, send us a text, email or whatever, letting us know, I accepted Christ today. Let's say this prayer together. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I know that you are the master of breakthrough, and I need a breakthrough.
I give my heart to you. I give my life to you. Forgive me of my sins. Help me to walk in a manner worthy of you. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for accepting me. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. If you said that prayer believing with me, you're, you just got yourself a ticket to heaven. Really, you're, you're saved. If you believed it in your heart, you confessed it with your mouth, the Bible says you are saved. Now we just got to begin the walk, the journey of discipleship together. And so I want you to call us and let us know. Praise God. Listen, beloved, I love you. Miss Diane and I love you. We're praying for you every single day. Even in the midst of our own battles, we're standing together with you. And I proclaim God's peace over you. I proclaim God's grace over you. I proclaim his protection and his providence over you. I proclaim Psalm 91 over you. I call you blessed and beloved of the Lord. God bless you. We'll see you later this week at our midweek service. Have an awesome day.